Are you tired of your movies making too much sense? Well, we have the streaming service for you. FullMoonFeatures.com offers you all the most incomprehensible movies you've ever watched at a low monthly rate. Head to FullMoonFeatures.com and prepare to be confused and delighted, but mostly confused. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. theatrical releases always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bruce Henson, who holds a PhD in spookology. You know, you know what my name is. It says right here, it says Bruce it's Henson. Bryce Hansen. And me, prof- I'd appreciate it if you called me my by my proper nouns. And I'm Prof. David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review very, very old movies, both good and horrible. Um, today, we've got a great show for you. We did the dirty work of, having, of watching 1989's Puppet Master for you. Uh, so you don't have to. Uh, so that's what we're reviewing today. Uh, you should check us out over at HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, we got links to everything. Uh, if you want to follow us on social meds, we got all that baloney. We got second Saturday second Saturday every month watch parties over at StreamLounge.io. Follow us on there. And you can have a Twitch-like experience watching movies with quippy goofy guys in the corner of the screen and we'll watch horror movies and it'll be fun we post new episodes of the show every single wednesday so make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review on apple Podcasts or spotify and if you'd like to get a hold of us you can do so by calling 682-253-4468 the way the show's going to work today we're going to start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie score on a scale of one to ten and then we will get into uh, spoilers and spoil the movie uh, once we've reviewed it. So if, you know, if we get done reviewing this and you're like, I really want to watch Puppet Master on Tubi, then good news. Good news for you. You can just pause our program and pick it up after you're done with this hot sack of shit. Uh, <laughs> So later in this episode, we'll be t- very exciting. We're gonna have a whole a whole moment where we talk about how our Kickins show, our live first live show ever went, where we screened The Exorcist. It was a blast. Tons of people showed up, and uh, and we had just just a fabulous time. And then we're also gonna be doing horror movie horrors, y'all. T- heard me complaining last week about how we had a lack of calls and everybody just started calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Thank you for thank you for calling in. So as I said, we watched Puppet Master on Tubi and were reminded of a simpler time, a time when puppets ruled the earth and we were helpless to prevent their tyrannical rule. Here is the trailer. 
in a house of mysteries. This hotel seems to have quite a history, Mr. Gallagher. Who are you people? A research team with special powers. <gasps> My God. She's experiencing the past because we are all joined by our thoughts. <gasps> Has uncovered an ancient secret. I have something I want to show you. <laughs> Metaphysically speaking, I killed myself. <gasps> But they are playing with an evil force. What would you do with the power? You can't save her, Alex. They have given life to a deadly power. We're all in danger. And now a box of little toys. I think someone's in the room, Frank. Has become a gang of little terrors. Pinhead, Blade, Ms. Leech, Jester, and Tunneler. Irene Miracle, Paul Lamatt, Barbara Crampton, and William Hickey as the Puppet Master. Metaphysically speaking, Bryce, this movie sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was reading ahead in your review, and I love, I love one of these lines. Okay, so here's the synopsis for Puppet Master. If if you can. Make a synopsis for a movie here for this movie. Here it is. Puppet Master is the quote unquote story. <laughs> and I'm using that term very loosely of Andre Toulon. Note the pronunciation. A master of puppets who has found an ancient Egyptian method of imbuing puppets with life. He killed himself long ago and now he's back? Question mark. But he's a different guy now, and his psychic friends must suffer because they are psychic too? Question mark. Everyone gets more full moon features than they bargained for. Bryce, you know, I was trying to come up with another commercial for the start of this, and mm-hmm. and you know, I think this could this episode could also be brought to you by um, Charles Band, the owner and uh, founder of. Full Moon Features, Mm -hmm. Uh, it could also be brought to us by his new book, Confessions of a Puppet Master, Mm -hmm. which we read, Mm -hmm. and it was surprisingly good, Mm -hmm. leading me to believe that Charles Band hired a ghostwriter, ironically, to write about his own life, whereas he... Wrote all these movies. He should have just hired a ghostwriter to write his movies, and maybe they'd have been comprehensible and entertaining. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that (laughs) he hired a ghostwriter for sure to write this Confessions of a Puppet Master book. And it turned out engaging and entertaining. By the way, you should check out Confessions of a Puppet Master. It's a fun book. Well, I mean, it could have been him. I mean, it could be, he's not, he's not like an awful writer, but he's probably, he could be much better at writing about himself versus fiction. I <laughs> there's just, something about like there's so incom all these movies are so completely incomprehensible like there's no through line it's just it's just 
it's how could you write so many of these and never get better? <laughs> how? Well, there's you know there's just not enough time to think about it. You got to move on to the next one. <laughs> just I'm just oh man, it's just it's just bonkers. Yeah. So here goes my review for Puppet Master. Puppet Master 1989 spawned a massive 14 movie series of sequels and spinoffs. It was written by, you guessed it, Charles Band, who we interviewed a few months ago in our Ginger Dead Man review. That was sometime in December, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's a typical exploitation movie by Full Moon Productions, cashing in on the recent success of, uh, at the time, creepy little things movies like Gremlins, Child's Play, and Dolls. For some reason that I can't quite work out, Puppet Master struck a chord with general audiences and became a straight-to-video hit. With a budget of $400,000, it went on to make many millions and surpassed many theatrical releases of the times in terms of profitability by a pretty wide margin. The movie itself is profoundly flawed. I found it extremely boring and confusing. There's not a lot here in terms of redeeming value other than the circus of zany sequels that it spawned. Most of my criticisms can be boiled down to the phrase, it's the best that Full Moon has to offer, (laughs) which is the truth. That's the one that I loved. (laughs) This is the best we can do. This is the the, the best we can do. Uh, it's wacky, stupid, and has a mildly interesting baddie. I think the principal sin that Puppet Master commits is that it takes itself too seriously. The dialogue and story make very, very little sense, but they keep at it. And when the script falters and becomes boring, they keep shoving it down your throat. But really, it's your fault for expecting anything from a straight-to-video movie called Puppet Master. Although, I've only seen one other Puppet Master movie, Puppet Master The Littlest Reich, in 2018 movie that we reviewed. I would recommend it much more enthusiastically than I would the original. The Littlest Reich understands what it is and embraces it, while the original gropes around aimlessly to try and find something entertaining to show you. Yeah. I give this one a 2 out of 10. This is, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It's not qu- it's not quite as bad as Ginger Dead Man or Rats. Um, yeah, it's it's only slightly better than Rats, but this is <laughs> this is a pretty rough watching experience. Like, I bought a DVD. Uh, it was at like Seven Eleven. There was a DVD set of the Puppet Master. It has like all fourteen yeah. movies on it. Yeah, and it was selling for like three dollars or something. I was like. We'll eventually get to it, so might right. as well buy it. And I couldn't find it. How'd that work out for you? And I ended up watching it on Tubi. Um, and I craved the commercial breaks. Yeah. That's, I'm like, Jesus Christ, where, where are all the commercials? That's saying something, man. Yeah. that's So it was, it was pretty rough. This... <laughs> it's... It's like Charles Band gets a simple concept. Like... He sells the poster, and the poster tells you, like, this is going to be about murderous puppets. And you're like, yeah, we can work with that. Like, slasher about murderous puppets. And Charles Band looks at that concept and is like, oh, goody. I can't wait to fuck this up. <laughs> and goes, like, a completely different nonsensical route that you're like, what? Why are... Why are you focusing on all this other stuff? Why, are, why is this about a group of psychics? 
Like what? What what does this have to do with puppets or their masters? Right, because because the the formula uh, the formula to a straight ahead slasher is so much more simple. Yeah, over half of the movie has no puppets in it. The puppets like do not factor in until like the last thirty minutes of the hour and thirty minute long movie. It's just basically just a slasher, right? Yeah. Why not follow the slasher formula a little bit? Yeah, it's <laughs> there's so many non sequiturs of like. Oh, I'm I'm feeling psychic feelings of celebrities that fucked here. Like, oh, it's Clark Gable and some some other girl. It's like, okay, so I imagine what does that have to do with driving forward the story or doing anything? I imagine he thinks he's doing the audience a favor by being like, they're gonna want to laugh, so let's put in some funny stuff. But you know, it's written. Like somebody who's not funny trying to write funny and just totally missing the mark. Just being like, it's funny to say Clark Gable. It's 1989. And, and it just doesn't land at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre movie. But that, I mean, if you've seen in any of his other movies, that's to be expected. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I, I give it a two out of ten, too. It's, it's rough. And it, it's not... There's not enough to really make fun of to make it like enjoyable. You That's know, right. it's not so bad. It's good. It's just it's just really depressingly bad. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. What what would you say is? I'm groping around here for a picture that I need. But what would you say? How would you compare this to The Littlest Reich, which we review was one of the first movies we were first fifteen movies we reviewed. Yeah. Um, no, I mean definitely Little Strike was way more interesting and it it went a lot harder like it's it was a lot gorier. Um and that movie was done had nothing to do with Charles Band apparently. That was taken over by um Fangoria, I think. Produced that like Fangoria Pictures. That's right. And um fabulous. And it had like a a decent cast yeah, i mean in terms of, uh, of in terms of, of b actors um yeah they say barbara crampton's in this and she is for like <laughs> the same in the same way gary Busey's in the ginger dead man he's like no for like- that's that's being generous barbara crampton is not barbara crampton was in as a extra with and, lines right yeah but she well that's pretty much all Busey was in it for like, he, he was in it for just the two or three minutes at the start. It wasn't even his voice the rest of the time. It was his voice. Oh, it was? Yeah. I, I didn't think it was. Oh, yeah, it was. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, at least he was yeah. took, like, a couple hours to do, like, ADR. Oof. But, uh, yeah. So. So, there it is. Puppet Master. I was. I, it's so unfortunate, because I was looking forward to this. I'm like, surely this must be, like... This is the source of all Full Moon Productions, like, cred. Right. So this he must named be... He's named his memoir after this. Yeah, this must be, like, the good one. Like, this must be what people are craving of, like, yeah, more of this. Like, uh-huh. yeah, they have some missteps, but some... You know, every once in a while, they're going to get back to, like, Puppet Master territory, and then right. we're, you know, playing ball. Ugh. So I can't imagine what the, what the seagulls are like, but I... I uh, I'm gonna guess that it's as bad or worse than this. 
Uh, you know, so for we have we have a couple other podcasts that we do on our Patreon. Uh, one of which is is pretentious reviews, and so we you know once a month we release a a review of a horror movie that we want to watch over there. And uh, one of them was Ghoulies, uh-huh. and uh, that's another Charles Band flick. Strangely, I think I enjoyed Ghoulies more than Puppet Master. Um, I don't think Ghoulies was directed by. Charles Band. This wasn't directed by Charles Band. This was written by Charles. Oh, Band. really? I yeah. Didn't this know was that. this was directed by some other fella. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, anywho, um, yeah. Not not fat. I did enjoy Ghoulies more than Puppet Master, which is saying something because I didn't enjoy Ghoulies very much. <laughs> it was equally incomprehensible. It was just. But it was. It, it had goofy fun. Yeah, it had goofy fun. It wasn't just a a drama with a slasher in there somewhere too. Yeah. This was a drama. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Um, with that, hey, you guys, we had our first show of Kiggins Cult of Horror here in Vancouver, Washington on Main Street, where we did a live show. We showed The Exorcist, and uh, tons of people showed up. We had a great time. I mean, I, I think we really fucking killed it in terms of giving people what they, what they paid for, uh, which was just a, a great Friday night. Um, and we, good news, we have three others scheduled and question mark into the future. So the next show is going to be on April 22nd, and that's going to be The Burbs with Tom Hanks. So you guys, people are flying out for these events. I'm, people are saying they're coming from the East Coast. They're coming from from Kansas. They're coming from mm-hmm. they're coming from all over Chechnya. So come on out. See the Burbs with us on April 22nd, and then two of our other shows are The Fly, and that's on uh, May 27th, and Hereditary on June 24th. And doors open for all those shows at 9 p.m. You're going to want to get there a little bit early because we actually had a line heading down the block. Mm-hmm. So so be there 9. Pre-show starts at about 9.30. Yeah. I think next time they'll probably... Have more staff. I think they were surprised that yeah. they were as understaffed as they were. Yeah, yeah. They, they did not expect Horror Movie Talk fans to show up en masse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you, you know, the other thing is, if you're tired of commercials, we recently added a bunch of commercials to the shows. If you don't like those, it is how we are monetizing the show currently. Uh, and, um, you know, it is a free show. And f- you can get rid of those commercials if you just, for the cost of a cup of coffee... Per month for $6.66, you can get early access to all of our episodes, and that's without ads. They have no ads injected into them, so um, it's another great way to support us. And if we hit 125 patrons, we will do something special for y'all. We will do a, a commentary track of probably some horrendous movie, right? Um, like Human Centipede 2 or something like that. Um, so Maybe the... The SSCC oh. camp will go oh. full bore on the campaign. Oh, I like it. Well, we get to no, choose it. I so. wouldn't like it. Oh, no, oh we I, get to choose it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. We chose the the other one. We're, it's our, It's up to us what we do. Oh, I thought they no. voted on it. No, 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 okay. no. Never no, mind. No. Um, I, maybe they did. I don't know. We'll have to check the tapes. Yeah. Um, anywho, yeah. So support us on Patreon. Get access to no commercials and all that baloney. Um, another way to support us is by buying our merch. You can head over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop 
by our logo tees, by stickers done by our resident artist who fucks so hard. His name is Dustin Goble, and you can check him out over at dgobel00 on Instagram. That's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And he, uh, you know, have him commission some art for you. Keep him busy. Keep his his hands from being idle because who knows, you know, when you fuck so hard, when you fuck so hard, it's dangerous to just leave those things out and about. Right. If you'd like to get a hold of us, call our voicemail line at 682-253-4468, and maybe you'll get lucky and Bryce will pick up the phone and be like, and, you know, talk sweet, sexy nothings into your ear. But I promise you he won't. Probably not. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. So, now we're going to spoil an unspoilable movie. Um, there's really nothing to spoil here. Um, it's bad. It's just really, really profoundly bad. Um, I don't know what prevents it from getting a one. What Do you know what exactly what's going on in my head or your head? Um, I mean, there is this veneer of quality on it that's that's, you know, undeniable. Like, it's not... The puppets are strangely effective. The the puppets are effective. There's a little bit of charm in terms of like the production and the direction, but it's just it falls so flat yeah. on the story and writing that it's like what it's so hard to understand what they're going for. It's just confounding it, that like you put this much effort into it and it's still like, "Well, wait. Didn't everyone like just stop and be like, "Well, what's the point?" No, the answer is no. Like, you're, you're paid to shut the. Fuck it's one up. of those things where you realize, like, oh, this is why in Hollywood that, like, that um, the two that one or two sentence like summary of pitching a movie is so important. Oh yeah, because what would be the one sentence summary of Puppet Master? Yeah, uh, five or six little puppets come to life and start killing people in a hotel. Y- yeah. That would be interesting if they kept to that. That would be that's the that's the right way to pitch it. Right. Right. But instead, what is the actual pitch for it? Um a group of psychics come together to a hotel because one of their psychic friends died investigating the possible existence of an Egyptian um curse curse that gives life to inanimate objects. Um, uh, and specifically puppets, specifically puppets, and the last known puppet master was uh, Andre, committed, Toulon. Andre Toulon that committed suicide, and but his puppets are still alive, and they don't know it. And then the pur- puppets go on a killing spree. Yeah, it's a big run-on sentence, just big mess. It's like a big scat anthem. <laughs> It's like it's like a bunch of scat. Okay. <laughs> a lot of a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Neil Cicciaraga and how he's the mashup king. Uh-huh. Well, the mashup 
the other mashup king, the uh, warring tribe with him, is Fart Simpson, mm-hmm. who does all the uh, the YMH, the Your Mom's House uh, mashups. And, yeah. And now, Neil never got back to me. I reached out to him. For I, re- a, I reached out to him, too. For a second or third time. It's impossible to get a hold of this yeah. man. So I'm, a reach, busy man. I'm reaching out to, to Fart Simpson, and I'm going to see if I can get some of that sweet scat anthem at the start of our show. Uh, yeah. 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 You're absolutely right, though, about the elevator pitch for this thing. Whew. But you know what? There were some redeeming parts of this, right? So yeah. let's let's hit on those. So, like, specifically, things that worked for me was the stop motion animation. Anytime I see stop motion that's done decently, uh-huh. I'm like, damn, that's fucking, it's just cool. Yeah. It just brings me back yeah. to a time. And there's some great looking stop motion in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, <laughs> this is like, uh, this is another instance where just don't think about it too much because it's instant. It instantly falls apart so that the, um, the movie's called puppet master Ugh. and it starts out with a guy that makes puppets. So marionettes, um, Puppets have strings, if I can remember right from Pinocchio. Like, Ew, no, David. That's a pretty big part of puppetry and marionette. That there has to be some kind of strings. Like, well, not according to uh, Pinocchio. There ain't no strings on me. But he's just a wooden boy. That was that was a parody. You're a wooden of, boy of puppets. But uh, yeah, so really, this is it. Should be Doll Master. <laughs> <laughs> doll master touche yeah no yeah there weren't it you're wow already coming out the gate with hot takes right real like well thought out criticisms right. that you don't need to be made about puppet master <laughs> but it's it, that's my favorite part of these type of movies where it's like just the premise is fucked is fucked yeah like n- even if they wanted to do it like straight ahead about what the movie should be about. Right. They've already fucked themselves. Right. And it would take nothing. It'd be like, oh, they cut off their own strings. Okay, now they can move around yeah, or, you so, can't, or something. You can't blame everything on being pigeon-toed. Right. You can't blame everything on having been pigeon-toed, David. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it's... You're, you're right. They can't even get... They can't even get, like... It's like... Definitions are... They are important. <laughs> it's like... Dollmaster doesn't work, though. Why wouldn't it? Because it's not a phrase. It's not a well-known mm, phrase. Metallica mm. didn't write a song called Doll Master. Yeah. They wrote a song called Puppet Master. Yeah. It's their whole fucking album, bro. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, so and and then they were like... Well, no, it'd be Master of Puppets. Oh, touche. No, they... So, they could, you could just say Master of Dolls. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Be, that's not the phrase. It would work just as well. No, that's not the phrase. And and then they were like, well, you know, they are puppets, but we just won't put that in because it'd be too much effort. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want them drag it. They're going to get hooked on stuff. They're going right. to get caught on the doorway. I mean, imagine what you could do with that. Like, it, they use their little strings to, as a, uh, as like a, a choking device. What, what do you call that? Yeah. A, a garrote. A garrote. Yeah. Wow. Look at these deep takes. Do you ever think you'd learn something in a Puppet Master review, listener? No. But here you go. The little thing you use to choke somebody, the little string, that's a garrote. So it starts out with Andre Toulon. Note the pronunciation. Note the pronunciation. Um, 
making a puppet, and then the puppets are kind of idly sitting around looking they're, out the window. Yeah, they're like, hanging out. They're chilling. Uh-huh. Illing. A little bit of killing. And, uh, and then we got, like, the puppet cam of some puppet is out there on the street and running around. Street puppet. And really doesn't have any purpose other than to just have a camera that shows Introduce that Germans, the premise. Germans are there. Um, did did this jump out at you? How much Andre Toulon sounds like Adam Sandler, like an elderly Adam Sandler? Oh yeah, I guess I get. No, it didn't jump out at me. But now, now thinking back, I can vaguely well, remember. <laughs> it's okay, it's my okay. little puppet. Little puppet. I know what is going to happen. <laughs> I will name you Shabba the Who. Shabba the Who. I will name you Crazy Carrot on the Head. <laughs> you do a great. Crazy. Look at me. I'm Crazy Drill on my head. Look at me. <laughs> Whoopity-doo! <laughs> the Germans are coming. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wow, this is re- You do a great Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> it's not that hard. With my Steve-O and your Adam yeah. Sandler. <laughs> Let's take it on the road. Please. Oh my god. I don't know if I, I have it. There's a there's a was a clip on on TikTok uh-huh. of it was a sound clip of Steve-O talking about his career, but it started off with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> what? And then it transitioned into the clip of Steve-O talking. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> I showed it to my wife because it's he. they sound identical. Steve-O sounds like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and dude. I And showed, I showed it to Aaron. You got to talk way up in your register, dude. And she was like... <laughs> um. There's no vocal cords involved. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, I mean, what? Like, why? Why did she say that?" I'm like, "No, don't you get it? Like, didn't you watch?" And he's like, "She's like, oh yeah, it's Adam Carolla. She she missed it. Steve O's Adam Carolla." I was like, "No, that's Steve O talking. That's that's not Whoopi Goldberg." She's like, "What the fuck?" Wow. Yeah, it's, I'll I'll have to find it. Interesting. So you not only have a great Steve impression. You could also do Whoopi. Do Whoopi. I'm multi-talented. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I was watching Jackass the other day, and um, and uh, I think it was Johnny. Somebody said, uh, "Yeah, that movie, uh, Ghost. That movie with uh, Whoopi Goldberg." And he goes, "I love Whoopi Goldberg." <laughs> Bringing it full circle. <laughs> um, yeah. So Andre Toulon, for some reason, just kills himself yeah. as detectives bust into his room. It it makes no sense at all. Then we cut. I, to- I think those are actually Nazis. I think that's the implication. Oh, they're Nazis, and they're coming after the secret to puppetry. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! This makes suddenly more sense. Yeah, you got to fill in some of the stuff. Like, I think I, I as little as I paid attention, but I I have a sense that I understand the plot a little more mm. than you do from your synopsis. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I, I was I was completely flabbergasted the whole way through this. It made no sense to me. Yeah. 
Well, it's and and the I, dilemma with these movies is that you get so disengaged and like yeah, you just fall out of it. You disassociate from the moment, and you're like, I can't. I'm somewhere make, else now. You can't even anything. You can't even help it. You just, you just. It's like falling down a pit. You just like, oh, where am I? Oh no! <laughs> you, go, you go to the sunken place when you watch these movies. Yeah, you just <laughs> you're like, and get out, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> no! Yeah, you and then see in the distance a frame that you can shows- see your phone like far away, <laughs> and you're like, oh, what is this review for the restaurant I went to today? <laughs> Let me rate other reviews instead of watching Puppet Master. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> so like. Yeah, I think it's implied that they're Nazis and they're coming to get the secret of yeah. I don't care. animation. Shh, just look, you're trying but too there's hard. But there's no, there's no point. It doesn't explain look, why he committed suicide. It's not important to the plot whatsoever, the, other than it shows him hiding the puppets. I'm going to give our audience a little peek behind the curtain of horror movie talk right now. Uh-huh. Okay, I chose this movie because I knew it would. There'd be nothing to talk about after about 20 minutes of talking about this movie. Really? So that we could talk about the cool stuff that we did in our live show and, and listen to listener, or, or, yeah, listener calls. And that's when you underestimate Bryce Hansen. Dude. So I can, yeah. I can sink my teeth into this piece of shit like I was paid a $100,000. <sighs> yeah, we got to talk about that today. <laughs> we'll get on that in the after pod. So we zoom past that baloney that's incomprehensible, and we come into the present day, and there's a Yale for some reason, and then that's done, and then a carnival. Now we're we're at a carnival, uh-huh. and there's this like um, uh, 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 crystal ball reader lady who's telling the fortune of this couple, young couple, uh-huh. and the fella, she's like. This was the part where I was just like, this is stupid. This is horrible. This is horrible. I hate it. I she's it. like, this she's is the like, point that I, that I wanted to make too. The, the ex-girlfriend or the, the girlfriend Bar- is like, Barbara Crampton is like, will he ever find like a, a really good job? And the, and the, and the crystal ball lady's like, yes, I see a job in, in retail sales. And Barbara and then, Crampton's and then like, like <gasps> retail sales? And That's then impossible. Wait, wait, wait. I have to break down this interaction. She's like, I see a job in retail sales. And you're like, that's a wait. What is that? How is that a good job? Yeah, so the answer is no. And then, yeah. And then Barbara Crampton's like, "Oh my God, no way! He could never handle retail sales. He flunked out of tenth grade." And you're like, "What is happening? What? What? Okay, now I'm like, I was alive in 1989. Like I was five or six. Did I not?" Did, did I not was was it was retail sales like really something to aspire to? No, it couldn't have been. <laughs> Am I so out of touch? What is I wonder if it was like what he meant to say was like real estate sales, <laughs> but it never like once the draft was made, it was never reread you until know the person said the line. I'm going to say that it was written on the script as real estate sales, but the actor never passed 10th grade (laughs) and therefore read it incorrectly as retail sales. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's going to have a great job in retail sales. That's impossible. He never passed the 10th grade. Yeah. 
Well, that is where you go to work if you didn't pass the 10th grade. Well, it's where you go to work if all kinds of things happen. It's it's a catch-all. It is a very, it is a very, very, it's probably the most common job out there yeah. because a wide swath of humanity can do it. People who are way overqualified and down on their luck uh-huh. do it. Not even down on their luck. There's perfectly viable, equitable jobs out there for retail sales. Like it's such a, such a blanket statement, insane thing. And the, the fact that she was like, "No, that's impossible." He didn't pass the tenth grade. And then the, the fortune teller like really backpedaled. She's like, "Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't mean retail sales. I meant construction. Yeah, that's the ticket." She turned into John Lovitz. <laughs> He's going he's gonna, he's gonna, insane. He's gonna do construction of retail, so he's gonna Stores. sell retail locations. So it's kind of like retail. So awkward. Yeah, I would love, I would love in this moment when they're fortune telling, they're like, "What do you see in my future?" To for to just go, I, I see you being murdered by puppets. This is, can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> This can't be right. Yeah. Puppets. And then it, it cuts from her. So this is this is so confusing because this. This is so confusing. This psychic is one of the characters in the group of psychics, but it's kind of hard to tell. Oh. That that, See, I didn't know. Yeah. If you didn't make that connection, it just feels like a complete pointless scene because nothing happens to those characters look at bryce after bringing it together for dave knowing he had to carry this episode like it's one of those things where you realize the importance of like establishing continuity of like okay this is we have to give something for the audience to grab onto like right you know she's got to look at least similar to like the last time that they saw her yeah (laughs) um Okay, and then the it moves on to the other psychic couple, which is this weird scene that feels like it's kind of stealing from Ghostbusters, of like they've got the woman laying down with like the oh yeah the things on her head and and a vague electronic device, and the guy's like, okay, I need you to now imagine your wildest sexual fantasies in great detail, and he's using his psychic powers to understand and his girlfriend is supposedly psychic too but she can't see anything which is weird because her okay so it establishes the different psychic powers of of the the psychic team of like the captain planet psychic team it does so the guy with the ponytail he can just straight ahead read minds um apparently some somehow um his girlfriend can experience the past from objects. So if she's touching like a bed, she can experience people that had sex in the bed before. Mostly just around sex in this movie. Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is where the, these people fucked here and then over here these people fucked. And uh, apparently no other information conveyed from objects other than fucking. And then the fortune teller that we saw... <laughs> Um, she's just a fortune teller with some psychic abilities. And then the other guy with like the, the, you know, shoulder length hair. Yeah. He, he has looking fucker. He has dreams where he can see the future. 
So it's a real, you know, you know, it's a real differentiation between them. So if you know that, if you know your girlfriend can experience psychic um, sex energy, sex energy from objects and you turn to her and it's like, so are you getting the same thing from her mind as I am? It's like, well, don't you don't you know how her powers work by now? If you're, I don't know. you know, OK. Again, you we're, have, pro- we're, you we're putting ha- into more thought than Charles Band ever Hang on here. Movie. I want to hone in on this. This is important. You have a real talent. <laughs> it's an impressive talent, but sometimes it bums me out. <laughs> like, it's so important for one of us to be able to do the thing that you do on this show, which is really, like, objectively sit back and understand. On first viewing, like... Uh, nearly incomprehensible bullshit and then put it together into something comprehensible for <laughs> listeners. I just wish you didn't do it right now. <laughs> you just want to get to the kicking stuff. I, I No, it's yes, but also like it bums me out to hear to, to hear this movie made into sense after I just watched it and I was sure it made no sense at all. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I sat down and I watched the same movie that you saw, and I literally was just so frustrated and upset by it that I that I was just like, man, fuck this, dude. No one can make any sense of this. And then you sit down and you're like, no, here's how. We're so They were giving you insight into how their powers worked. I didn't pick up <laughs> any of that. None. None. It didn't. It passed me by. Yeah. I do this as much as you. Uh huh. I just don't have that talent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I have talent. Like I feel like my talent lies in drawing meaning where things get wishy washy, uh-huh. where they're not nailed down into the right. into the script. Like, I, like that's my thing that I just do inherently. Right. But this thing where you're able to remember this horrible script and be like, oh, this is what they were doing. I can't. I think I think your talent is also getting angry at the film. Like you're you're the energy you put into it when it angers you is very valuable to the podcast because I watch this and I hate it. And I am so... You just associate. Apath- I'm apathetic about yeah. it. I'm like, yep, it sucks. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah, you you do do that. Yeah, and then I, I just go, fuck, man, fuck this stupid thing. And I'm like... It's not going to stop. Yeah. Um, so let, let's speed through this. I know we want to get to... Other no, things. no, no. We, you know, we'll get... Look... Puppet Master is a staple. It deserves a fair shake, and I think oh, you're getting it. You know it'd be a great bit for this episode? What? It's too late to add it. Hmm. This would be an ideal one for Make It Better. Yeah, but the problem with this is Make It Better would just turn it into a regular slasher. Like, it, yeah. like it's so incomprehensibly bad that it's not. It's barely a movie, so basically Make It Better. I was thinking that same make thing. Make It Better would just be making a movie. Making it into a movie? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I was watching it and like I could see in my mind's eye a great way to remake this would be to just do a direct 
remake, but make it a comedy. And so, like, yeah, same story, but hey. like all the psychics are terrible. Like they're they're not good at being psychic at all. I'll I'll, t- I'll prove your point for you right now. Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich exists. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally a direct remake of this, almost exactly. Yeah, but there's not a group of psychics. No, it's the, it's a hotel though. It's a group of people yeah. in a hotel with Barbara Crampton and a bunch of puppets, right. and they kill people. Like, and it's a comedy, right? And it's and it's great. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Um. Yeah. So. The psychics get to this hotel, and it's kind of wishy-washy around, like, what is the point of this? Because they're sent out signals by one of these other psychics that they got to come to this place, and then they get there, and the psychic is dead, but his wife is there. And uh, they see... My eye is twitching. ...the dead psychic, and they make sure he's dead. Yeah, they make sure he's dead, I push a thing into his chest like yeah. a needle, and it's like okay. And then eventually, there's like this this exposition dump that explains everything, which is, you know, these magician psychics, um, they're searching for these Egyptian secrets of giving life to inanimate objects, and the latest person with this, um, like ability in the 20th century was. Andre Toulon, and then they were, like, trying to follow the clues to where he might have hid these secrets. And that's led him to this hotel now. Okay, and then... (laughs) I can't believe you're able to do this. And then... uh, I can't underline this enough. This movie is called Puppet Master, and almost no puppets or their master factor into three-fourths of this movie. Yeah, it's... Like, it it just does not... It shows you puppets at the beginning, and then, and then nothing. Like, well, th- then there's, like, little hints of puppets watching things. Yeah, and it's, it's pointless. And then eventually the puppets come out and start killing. Yeah. And it's not clear why. No. Um, and then eventually the reveal still doesn't make any sense. None. And... <laughs> what is the reveal? Okay, so the reveal is... And I think this is one where you're confused because you and I thought, too, for a minute, like, oh, that must be a young Toulon. Yeah, I was like, OK, I guess maybe what they're going for is this guy's like Toulon resurrected or something. Like, no, but or- it was it was their psychic friend. Right. Found the secret and he f- was using it to get eternal life. Oh, so yes. He reanimated his own body to be. A living puppet. And apparently he is somehow the puppet master of the puppets that are killing people. But then the puppets turn on him because he was a real dick to him. Yeah, he was mean to one puppet. So then all the other puppets like took that cue. They were like, oh, look, he's being mean to that one puppet. Yeah. If he's mean to one of them, he's mean to all of us. What will he do to me? And then the puppets, after they've killed everyone, kill him. Right. By um, completely destroying his body. So, sorry. Let's let's talk about the puppets real quick. Yes. we haven't even talked. about I was going to say, what's your, which which is your favorite puppet? There's Blade, who's the puppet of Puppet Master, right? He's the guy with the knife. He's also got a hook for a hand. And then his eyes turn into spikes for no apparent reason. Yeah, when he's looking at stuff real hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's the drill bit. 
yeah. Tunneler. There's uh, Lady Leech. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Tiny. I think his name is Tiny. The tiny head and mm-hmm. the big hands. He's the stop motion guy. Uh, there's the Joker, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, oh, with the spinning head? Yeah, with the spinning head. <clears throat> I mean, uh, Drillbit Taylor is probably the obvious choice. That's Tunneler. That's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, really? I like Lady Leech. Lady Leech is pretty good. She's the scary one to me. Like, she sits there and vomits up leeches on you as you're tied up or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's kind of weirdly hot. Like, you're like, you have, a, you have like, a, this big old boner. Yeah, there's a moment where um, one of the psychic with the that ponytail was that was great. is tied up and fucking his girlfriend, and then the girlfriend gets killed by a puppet. And then Lady Leech comes up and starts sucking on his nips. And it's like, Ooh. would you not be able to tell that it's like a little tiny, little, tiny, tiny pup, mouth? puppet mouth? And he's like, yeah. a little tiny puppet hand. Yeah, suck on my nip with your teeny, teeny, tiny doll mouth. It just goes to show you how much of the brain turns off when men are like about to come. Honey, your nose feels like it's like maybe a fraction of a millimeter wide. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite thing on earth. <laughs> When you make your proportions itty bitty teeny tiny, the the one in terms of like the meta appreciation of the movie, tiny is the best. Oh yeah, because it's the most obvious. Like <laughs> we're gonna save a lot on this budget if we can just use some guy's hands in some of these scenes to reach right, out. Right, because like punching, yeah, punching, pa, pa, yeah, he really punches a lot. Yeah. So, I I don't know. The the one that gets all the attention is Blade, and he's like, like, what? That's one of those situations where... Kind of Melba toast, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, the design looks the coolest, but it's the, the dumbest one, yeah. really. It's the least amount of uh, of hook, you know, which yeah. is awkwardly, he has a hook for a hand. So. I love, in the, and he's like the, we see his first person perspective... In the beginning of the movie. And a lot of the way through this movie. And I love that, like... <laughs> okay. This is one of the things that... Um, in these low-budget movies, you realize, like, oh, wow. It, it, all of a sudden, you realize how important little, tiny things are. Like, ADR, or just the sound of it, is... It sounds obvious, like, someone that's not really great at it is yeah. just kind of winging it. So yeah. that's like the sound of the puppet from the puppet cam, and it's walking around. And he's like, <laughs> and it's like gives this personality of like basically Gizmo from the Gremlins, except it's supposed to be this menacing puppet. Oh man! It's like what? Well, but you just see it as like see, someone I'm- someone was sitting down and recording it in the moment and they're like oh i i gotta show what's happening on screen with now, my voice see now i think i have something that that you don't have and it's okay like don't take okay. offense to this please and just tell me if you think i'm right here so i think the way the puppets work is they like pick up on the vibe of the person controlling them because mm. andre toulon was like a good guy and all of his puppets seem super chill like and yeah. at the start that the blade was running around, but he was scared because right. he was just trying to get home to Andre. Right. Even though he's made of knives. He wasn't uh, made. Of, oh, maybe he was. He was. Okay. Well, in any event, he seemed chill. Like they, they weren't killing or anything. They weren't protecting Andre from the Nazis like right. they could have. 
But then this new puppet master comes in. He's got like bad vibe. Right. So they're all bad vibe because they're being controlled by. Okay. Him. Yeah. That that could be true. Well, you know, we're, we're going to have to get on the phone, call Richard and, and then, see what the intention was because it's Charles Band. You mean Richard, Richard, Richard Charles Band is his new name. Okay. Because I keep calling him Richard. Band. Um, And then the other part is like the music. Like there's something about listening to the soundtrack of a really cheap movie that you realize like, oh, this just feels like yeah. a musician that's just kind of winging it yeah. and like putting the least amount of effort in into it. It just feels like, okay, they turn on their synthesizer, you know, they're, yes. they're, they're just kind of like, okay, this is kind of a vamp that I can do for a little while. And there's not, like, yeah. a comprehensive, like, they're not sitting down like John Williams and coming up with, like, an iconic theme and and leap motifs or light motifs that they can use throughout the movie to, like, characterize mm-hmm. certain characters no. and stuff. It's just like, no, it's all like, do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. So yeah. I could I could score a whole movie just from my voice. Well, I think the movie is already scored. It's, it's it exists in a pre-programmed Yamaha <laughs> uh, keyboard, just and sit, then they just take the, they just take the pre-programmed and turn it into a minor key. Just like boom, all right, let's uh, okay, let's select Bossa Nova on the <laughs> right on the rhythm section. And I hit minor. So yeah, like just the sound. There's there's a lot of stuff where the quality just shows through. Um What what are the good parts of the movie? The we, kills we, are pretty great. Uh, like when they when it finally gets to them, like the kills are fun. Um there's, you know, gratuitous boobage at times. There there's also like Moments where I was like, is the actor just trying to grope the actress? Like, is he literally just like, was he given like, uh, was his instruction to grab her? And so he took that as like, grab her boob, like just grab her body somewhere. Mm -hmm. And because, and then I can't like, I can't be, I can't like, I was in the moment, man. Like there were moments where he was just like, and that made me feel a little uncomfortable because I was like, that can't be the direction here is to grab her boob to shake her awake or something like that it's like i mean that's where i grab just like (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's the best handle that's well what are you gonna do grab on other shoulders i'm gonna throw this out there and say you might get more sex if you didn't awaken your wife by grabbing (laughs) what i know it's it's inexplicable it's always the reverse of what you think yeah it's, yeah. how, it's how guys' minds work. It's, kill- it's sexual. Why wouldn't it be sexy? I'm grabbing sexual. your shoes. What, yeah. what do you mean sexual isn't sexy? It's the same thing. Yeah. You get, yeah um, the kills were good. I, I really liked Lady Leech. She was vomiting up leeches everywhere. Um, Tunneler had a good kill where he tunneled into somebody's leg or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Yeah. I, like that isn't real. The best part of it was when it was done. I couldn't believe uh-huh. it was an hour and a half. Yeah. How? How? Yeah. Why? Inexplicable. Straight to video. Um, maybe one of the most. I mean, aside from like skateboard videos and that kind of thing, uh, this is maybe one of the most successful straight to video um, 
movies of the 80s and 90s, um, which is saying something. Uh, anywho, uh, if you like Full Moon Pictures, you'll like this movie uh, not a lot. Maybe a little, little bit, I, I, I think. I imagine the sequels are the, the varying more, degrees of better than this. The more I watch Full Moon Features, the more I wonder, like, who... Who who possibly is the market for their streaming service? High people. Like high people. High people? High people. <sighs> I started watching Ginger I mean, Dead so... Man versus Evil Bong and I was I was like I get it. I'm just not high and so no. Yeah, but you can find all this type of movies on Amazon Prime and they're going to be better anyways. Uh, look, I mean I, I'm not I I'm not arguing with you i mean adult swim basically came out and made a whole network of way better content right. <laughs> um but i mean it's they have this but they built on the platform concept. and it's the one of the most expensive platforms hey you don't want to you don't it's wanna, like the same price you as don't want to queer our full moon features deal do you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay <laughs> uh yeah so don't don't no, don't rush to see Puppet Master is all I'm saying. So um, now let's talk about how our first live show ever went, where we screened The Exorcist, the scariest horror movie of all time, at the Kiggins in downtown Vancouver, Washington mm-hmm. on March 25th. Yeah. Bryce, what are, what's your first impression? How, how did it go? Yeah, I'm over it. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was so... I was thinking about it so much yesterday. Like, so it, it just happened two days ago. So, um, it was probably, um, I think I'm the most cynical and you're the most optimistic about performance of things or like the, so like you the whole time were like, we're going to fill the theater. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Right. Because the reality is, like, the most they've ever filled the theater is, like... Halfway. Like a third? No, it's halfway. Half Halfway? Yeah. And uh, that's the best that it's ever been since they've owned it. Right. And so it's like, okay, well, to me, I'm like, well, we can't... Obviously, they have more invested in the success of the theater, and they can't figure out how to do it. So what are we going to do coming in and doing it? And then... Like, the regular showings is probably, I don't know, probably, like, I think they said they, they start, like, um, becoming profitable around, what, 70 or, I can't remember what they said. It depends on how much the licensing of the movie is, but, like, getting closer to 100 hmm. is is kind of, like, where their, where their goal is. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is our first one- ever we don't really know what we're doing no one knows what it's about before you before you keep going with this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna intro the the premise of the whole thing so we just do a comedy routine where we introduce you know the premise of of our series of shows which is it's Uh a cult and so so we do a comedy bit to introduce the movie we have a raffle some giveaways at the end and uh, just try and make sh- give it make it a make it a event. Sh- an event yeah. instead of just a movie showing and so right. that's that's the premise of this yeah and it's kind of hard to communicate like what it is and even like communicating it there's still a little confusion mm-hmm. um because 
it's it could go any number of ways and one of the like the most common ways that people thought it might go is like oh they're going to make fun of the movie while they're watching it or, right they thought it'd be like a riff tracks or yeah. mystery science theater sort of thing and it's not that it's literally just we're setting the mood we're like making we're trying to Get come you up to laugh. come up with this cult idea to where we could build loyalty for this series of movies right and you know make you laugh with bits, kind of like what we do. Make you come the second half of the podcast, um, as well as a little bit of like, like trivia. Yeah, you know. So trying to be entertaining and educational to help people appreciate the just like fact our- that the fact that they came out, plus appreciate the movie that they're about to watch. Yeah, just like the, these shows. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's the setup, and we've put a lot of thought into it, and you know wrote out outlines and like really came up with an idea because previously they'd done like a hosted horror movie um kind of series with another podcast and it was basically just some drunken guy that gets up and reads off of imdb for a minute and and is a hype man a little bit and then watches the movie there's not really a big value add in terms of production yeah or making an event other than a guy can said say that he's doing it right so anyways back to like the the performance like i was i was expecting it to be not as good as a regular showing at i was like expecting like maybe we'll get like 30 40 people yeah you know yeah and like it could be like my worst fear was like you get it so few people to where it's painful that you're on stage. Right. Like the reaction is like, what? Why? Yeah. Are these? Hey, guys, can we get to the fucking movie? What the fuck is going on? Stop it! You're bumming me out. Stop. <laughs> and uh, so I was preparing myself for that, and uh, it was in between. Like it was a very successful for this local theater. Yeah. Um, event. So what was the final? count do you remember somewhere between 80 and 100 people yeah so there you know there was a a, the pre-sales was you you know i think when we rehearsed on wednesday it was like in the 20s yeah and we're like oof, okay so it was like pretty in line with my expectations yeah if you want to help us out by the way if you want to if you want to help us out buy tickets buy pre-sale tickets to the burbs the fly hereditary that's how you can help out um, if, you know, if you want to come to these shows is buy, hop on Kiggins theater spelled R E dot com and buy those presale tickets because those presale numbers help make us feel good yeah. about, you know, ahead of time. Plus it's cheaper for you. If you yeah, it is cheaper. You, you save a couple bucks. So, and then they told us like the, how it usually works out is they make about half, um, as much at the door as they have for pre-sales. Um, and then on the day of the event, the pre-sales had doubled. It was like in the fifties, I think. Yeah. And, uh, turns out they're pretty accurate with those. Like that was kind of how it worked out. The, there was about half as many, um, door sales as pre-sales. Um, but yeah, it was a great event. So probably one of the coolest things was Stream Lounge, uh, where we do the second Saturday watch parties. They came out and sponsored. They flew out. They flew out one of their employees to help out, and they yeah, word up had, Mason had the best perk. They would buy popcorn for anyone that signed up for Stream Lounge and followed us. So 
not only did we get a pretty good crowd at Kiggins, but almost every single person got concessions. Yeah. Um, and it was paid for by Streamlabs, well, at least the, the popcorn. Yeah, the popcorn was. And, yeah, uh, by the way, if you're going to come to these events, know that they serve beer, they serve wine, they serve like all kinds of like, you know... They, they got zots. There's tons. I know. Of... I love the candy there. Like I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a candy dude. Yeah. They got laffy taffy. Like, yeah. Why doesn't every theater have Abba Zabba, taffy? dude? They got. They got fucking all of it. Abba so, Zabba, you my only friend. And uh, so much so that like they're understaffed. Like it took a. Yeah. It took over a half an hour for them to get through the line of people in concessions. That's what you get for under under. Uh... Estimating us. You don't underestimate horror movie talk, baby. So, yeah, it went really great. And, like... Dude, people were fucking laughing their ass off. Yeah. And we had we had a... Uh, you know, we explained that we're mostly a sex cult. Right. You know? And uh, that we don't want to kill anybody. We just need more acolytes because you don't want to be doing all the fucking. You yeah. know, you want your buddy to come in and maybe take it. I I got... Here, let me, let me just, like, run through, like what it was like for people that there were there. Cause yeah. so we set the scene during the pre-show with some of, I'm very proud of this playlist that I came up with. So it's very creepy, like choral classical music. Don't and, give it away. Don't give the show away. This is g- going to continue to be the show. Don't give that out. That has like, okay. Now you have all these rules for what we can talk about. Okay. No, no. What just, do you, what do you want to talk about? Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. You're excited about it. Um, so, like, we set the scene with all this creepy music and, and like, but also we have, like, these intermittent announcements that are yeah. kind of, like, put people off kilter. Like, what is, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? Those were fun to record. And um, and then at the start of the show, so you got to, it's very unnerving music, like, challenging. <laughs> like, if you're sitting there, you're like, Jesus Christ, what is why? Yeah. Some of it's like you recognize, but some of it's like... A lot of Neil Ciciraga. Pretty grating. <laughs> and then... Um, it's got... So you've established its dark mood. And then the show starts, and immediately it transfers into a jock jam. Of all... You, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Dun, 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 and we're dun, 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 dancing down the aisle and like pointing at each other and high-fiving. And it's just like... <laughs> it's great. And this, but, but, the, you know, the idea of it like doesn't actually start with that. Where it starts is with Biggin, a town crier, oh, right, right. just the, the largest man you've ever seen outside, just going, "Come see the Exorcist, the scariest movie you've in a you know in a giant cult outfit, uh, in a in, in robes and and uh, and." It, it, yeah, I, I'm not sure. He probably got as many people to come to the movie as he did scare away, scare them away from the movie, because <laughs> he is a certifiably gigantic man. Yeah, it is a very here. I I got a. His name's Biggin. Show me what you got. Yeah, you know, I it's, mean, yeah, I mean, he's like six, seven, or something he's like a big that. Man, and uh, yeah, it's it was great. And, uh, and this is going to be for all the shows. Like you're yeah. going to get a great experience when you come. Right. And we'll um, make you come. 
and then the show is like so i the sense that i got was as we're dancing down the aisles it was confusing which is perfect yeah it's like people are like whoa, whoa, whoa. and they're not quite on board yet right and then we're like <laughs> like you know high five and on the stage and they're like oh i get it this is great you know yeah. and all of a sudden like the the switch flipped and they're like okay yeah we're here to have fun yeah you know yep and uh <laughs> it was great they they laughed at all the things that i really wanted them to laugh at on uh, on stage um we had enough room for improv right and that that like turned out great it's, and then got to watch a great movie yeah it was a blast and you know every show is going to be unique every show is going to be fun um man i and getting to getting to walk to work the crowd beforehand yeah like you were better at that than me i i didn't have um yeah that was something that i didn't anticipate was before they open the doors there's a long line yeah just waiting down the block down the block so it was like oh we should schmooze it up yeah let's go out there and just talk to people because i the thing i was most interested in is where did you hear about the show and to my delight i think every single marketing channel that we used to promote this other than maybe like the pr or like the event calendars that i submitted to oh um everyone someone mentioned like oh i heard it from reddit oh i heard it i saw the flyer yeah like oh i heard it on fun employment Pun it, P- portland or, radio project yeah. we got to get yeah we got to get the columbian or the oregonian or willamette weekly or something yeah. to to pick up on the press release yeah um so it was great talked to people in the line and like did our shtick of like you know talking about the cult we're we're in dark robes yeah. you know at, i've got like a I had no pants on under my robe. I've got a gold chain with like a movie reel yeah, on it. It's great. Like a what's his name? You're still wearing the same. Is it Easy E? No, who, who am I thinking of? Yeah, Easy E. The, the clock. The clock yeah. is yeah. that Easy E? No, 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 it's not Easy E. Uh, uh, it is something. Uh, Waka Flocka. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Doctor Dre. I, all I can I'm drawing a blank. All I can think about is VH1. Dating yeah, special. boy, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Yeah, Flavor of Love. <laughs> Flavor Flav. So I've got my Flavor Flav cultist gear. You know, I'm talking about like, hey, welcome cult members kind of thing. And they're like, hey, and that's the thing that you like, you don't realize if you haven't done like a live event before is like, you don't appreciate people want to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Like they want to laugh and like it behooves them to participate participate because otherwise like what's the point like of not enjoying it while you're there do can you imagine if we had a bunch of people showing up in cult regalia yeah how would be great how fucking amazing so one of the, one be? of the first things that the person in line said was like no one told us that we we're supposed to dress up i was like well you know you can't you you, you didn't know can't be commanded I, I go, in all things i go i go it's a cult you didn't think to wear a robe you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it was it was a real good time, and I'm so glad that everybody came out. We had a big raffle, at and the also end. we got listeners come out. We had we got to meet listeners in person that were yeah. local to the area. You know, people I've a seen listener on- came out from Tacoma, dude. We gave him a prize for being the furthest away. Yeah, so I mean, like we, who was that? 
I can't remember no, anybody's no. name. But I, I know that people that I've seen on Facebook and people I've talked to... Angelica and Walter yeah, came Yeah, Angelica out? and Walter. You know, I I feel like I know them from, uh, yeah. you know, just social media. But I got to see them in person. It was great. And yeah. they were wearing the Horror Movie Talk t-shirts like they were representing. Yeah. It was like, wow, we did it. Yeah. Like, we can... It's... <sighs> I didn't see your mom. Where is your mom? Um... <sighs> I was going to make up a joke. She's just at home. I don't know. Oh, poor Tony. I wouldn't want my mom to come to this. Are you crazy? Oh, no? I say the F word, and I talk oh, about sex. That... Really? When I do it, she giggles. My mom would be so disappointed. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Disappointed? Yes. You're like 40. She'd be like, that's not how you were raised. Yeah, that's what my mom would she was just What is that here's, shit? Here's, here's a example. This This happened last week. She was like, so, what, you know, you grew up and you're raised to not, this dr- bullshit, to not drink coffee, like, shut up, why, why does that matter to you? Just why, why did you start drinking coffee? I'm like, and the answer is like, I wanted to, and I'm not, I don't believe in that. You ain't my puppet master anymore. I don't believe in, you know, for Mormons, I, I don't believe in the word of wisdom anymore. It's like, I don't, that's not prophecy to me. A so. better question would be, why do you care so much? Why? No, but, but I know why she cares so much. Why? That's okay. Because she she believes in the tenets of this religion and it comes directly from God and that that's very important. And like, I. It comes directly from God for you not to drink fucking caffeine? Hot drinks, hot beverages. Yeah, specifically coffee and tea. No. What did God? What did God Henry, care about? Now the next question is: Okay, so you care about it because God cares about it. Now let's go a little bit deeper and go: Why does God care if I drink coffee? Yeah. Why would He have made it no, if not I know. to partake? I know. I know. So answer me that, Tommy. Why does God not want me to drink coffee, mate? Let's hear this one. It's not. <laughs> No, because uh, I wouldn't ask that question because I un- already understand. And what is it? It's religious thought and religious devotion. That's, like that's insane. God doesn't care if you drink coffee. Listen, David, we're starting a cult, so you have to start to understand these things to entrap people and, and to have power over them. Like My this. things will make sense. <laughs> like some of the stuff that God does, which is like, don't murder people. Hey. Not a lot of cults following that one, but it makes a ton of sense. Um, unless you want, to unless they're your enemies. Anywho, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, my mom would, I would, that would be rough for me. Yeah, yeah um, I get it. But yeah, it was great. Yeah. People showed up, and I think the the most important thing now is like I think there's all those people get it now they're like oh this is what it is it's gonna be a blast and they're going to hopefully come back at least to the ones that are like the um don't the the blockbusters no they're all blockbusters dude it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be a good time no matter what and um, so they're gonna come back and they're gonna bring friends they're gonna like talk about it i think word of mouth was the biggest source of growth for the podcast, and it's going to be the same thing for this movie series, I think. Yeah. 
So we had a great time. Y'all should come out. Again, that's Kiggins Theater, spelled R-E dot com. You buy your pre-sale tickets to The Burbs, April 22nd, and all the other shows. We got The Fly. We got Hereditary. And we'll probably make another series this summer. And with that, let's get into horror movie. All right, this is a little bit where you call 682-253-4468. You leave us a message on there. And uh, man, man, you guys really came in uh, for us this week. Uh, Here we got our first caller. Here they go. Bryce, David, hey, CJ from Massachusetts. Hey, CJ. Hey, I'm listening to the uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil episode, and I learned that new word, uh, stop. I didn't know that was a thing. But I'm curious, because I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the afterpause yet or anything. So, David, anytime that there's talk of trees or, or chainsaws, <laughs> you get... Very excited, and you're also knowledgeable. So I'm wondering, but what, what do you do for work? Are you an arborist? Because I'm sure that, you know, those of us who have listened to the Afterpods probably have a better idea. Like I said, though, I haven't gotten a chance to do that yet. So I'm just curious, and uh, thanks for teaching me a new word. All right, bud. See you. Yeah, thank you, bud. Thank you, CJ, for giving us a call. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, so I grew up, my parents were botanist what my mom is a botanist or something you know she went to school for plants was she i didn't know that oh yeah and my dad uh my dad was always a nurseryman he's a horticulturist and now he's an arborist um he owned a nursery for a long time he's always been he's like the top tier arborist right yeah he's a board certified master arborist my brother's an arborist he's in in the family business over there with my dad and um and then i um you know i I couldn't stand working with my dad for 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, what I did was I, I went in uh, when 2008 hit, I stopped being an electrician because there just wasn't any work in that. And I went to work at the Forest Service um, doing trail uh, trail maintenance, which is mostly just cutting up trees um, because trees fall over trails over the winter. Um, and so you buck them up. And, uh, and I did that for many years. Um, and then also wildland fire, which is a lot of cutting up trees. Uh, and so I was just, I cut up a lot of trees and, um, with chainsaw. So that's how I got my experience. Um, cut them down, cut them up. And see, I think you gloss over being a fireman being a wild fire fighter. Oh yeah. That's like one of the coolest, most impressive things. Like it's, you, you picture. I miss it terribly. It the, was the most fun I've ever had in my entire just life. Just manly men paratrooping into a wildfire and being like, "Fuck this fire!" Well, it's not quite like that, but uh, I mean, yeah, it can be that way. But yeah, it's a lot of. You have a lot of experience with chainsaws. Yeah, and, and trees, cutting and up trees and fire. And, um, yeah, yeah. So I do. I really. I I, I want to go back to it. To be honest, I. I don't like what I do um, now, which is just mostly writing and mm-hmm. computer stuff, and I don't like that. I'm doing podcasts. Yeah, which is fun. I like the podcast. I just don't – I just want to be digging in the dirt and cutting up trees. That was the fun stuff, mm-hmm. and I 
stick by that. I think that's the fun stuff. Here's our next. Thanks for thanks for asking, CJ. I, I like talk, to, and we talk about it on the afterpod from time to time. Here is Sam from Indianapolis. Hey, this is Sam from Indianapolis. I just said that. Uh, I'm listening to your X review right now, and uh, a couple points about that movie. I noticed. Did anybody else expect when she like gratuitously stabbed the shit out of RJ's neck and left the knife handle sticking out? Uh, that she was going to straddle it and ride it like a big old bloody knife dildo. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we both kind of looked at each other and expected it. Kind of let down that it didn't happen. Hope there's a director's cut that has that. Um, that's the kind of porn I'm into. But uh, also, um, I have a theory that the reason why the old man answered the door with a shotgun and why he was so upset that there was more people was uh, he was planning on just grabbing Wayne right off the bat to replace the fuck toy that died in the basement for Pearl, mm. um, which you kind of, you know, find out later in the film. But that's all I got. Talk uh, to you guys later. Bye-bye. That is so interesting, Sam, from Indianapolis. I didn't even make the connection yeah. as to why the dude was tied up in the basement. Yeah. Spoilers for X. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. And now I... Realize that a bit more. You really, yeah, you hit something on the head. I think I'm, yeah. I I did expect something sexual after she killed RJ. I mean, I'm not sure if I was thinking the RJ dildo. was the first guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I was thinking the knife handle dildo, but I'm not going to say I didn't think of it about it. It felt like it was going to be there was going to be something getting fucked after that scene. So you're not completely demented. And then we have a message from Stream Lounge that I'm not going to play. Um, let's see here. What is this? What is this? What the fuck, Bryce? I'm fucking driving, and you put on that god-awful sound of Jeff Goldblum fucking screaming in that porno thing, and I almost had a fucking mini stroke while driving. That was so fucking loud. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I've been a long-time member. I used to be a Patreon member for a while. I did send some titties with stickers one time. <gasps> um, love you guys. You guys are so fucking hilarious. Y'all crack me up all the time. But, yeah, I'm calling from Colorado, and hopefully I'll get to hear some other cool shit. Anyways, I just want to call and cuss out Bryce, because what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and, yeah, pieces. I've seen her boobs. That was... <laughs> That was, uh, and you can too if you go to our, to our Twitter. Well, um, a long time ago. That was a long, long time ago. Um, that was just the funniest. I listened to that part specifically. What is it? What is she talking about? Um, <laughs> in horror or porno. Uh-huh. Um, can I try to pull up the clip? Because I, I think it's so funny. Yeah, sure. Okay, just a second. Yeah, you know, so, no, don't, what are you doing? I'm giving you a. I'm, no, I don't want to cut it. I'm going to talk about it because I like, I don't, she didn't say her name and I, and I don't, I don't remember. I don't, there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of tits. I don't have a lot of well, ability. I'm, gonna be, ha, I'm okay. Say oh, what you're going to say and then you're going to want to cut this because I oh, need you to, don't have the clip on your, no, I need to search for it. Stream lounge. No. What is it? Anyway, um, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Uh, so the she got a very she got a very nice voice i like her voice a lot and i hope she calls in more because um i just like listening to the sound of her voice okay go ahead and do your thing okay so this is the setup so we just played we're playing horror or porno there was just a clip on the x review yeah on the x review and this is your reaction 
and the part that I get so much joy out of is my timing for playing the next clip. Okay. Because it kind of cuts you off. Okay. Oh, that's a pretty good clip. Mm -hmm. That's very ambiguous. Yeah. I do feel like that's definitely a horror movie, though. And actually, it kind of kind of reminds me of Malignant a little bit. Hmm. Is that is that Malignant, the the new James Wan movie that I hated so much? Wow, really, really close. This was a porno. That's um, not close at all. <laughs> and this was arched. Katie Cush gets oiled up and cream pied. <laughs> So, yeah, you're right. Not really close at all. Okay. Wrong on board. Well, shit. I still have one point, though. What's our next <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Christ. That's <laughs> still going to kick out of it. I hate it. It's so great. The timing on it. Why did she say Jeff Goldblum? Well, because that was from The Fly. Oh, that was? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that was from something else. No. Well, there you go. I'm sorry he did that to you twice. I If if I know about it, I'll try and prevent that from ever And I loved again. it because I I've just imagined everyone listening in their car. So it's it goes... Either, okay, either okay. you're listening out loud and someone's going to hear it, or you have headphones on. In either case, panic will ensue. How did you not have that on, on, a, on a bit on your stream lounge? Well, I wanted to play what it was like oh, in the episode. Yeah, no, okay, I see. Here's the next caller. I just realized it's me again. Um, I didn't give you guys, like, a name or something, so I guess you can call me Pink. I know, that's fucking stupid. Anyway, that's all. Bye. Oh, she did give her name. Her name's oh, Pink. Her name's Pink. I, I love your, uh, your stage act. <laughs> next call. Hi, Bryce and David. Uh, my name is Sydney. I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Sydney. Um... I was just listening to the review of X that you guys just put out, I think, yesterday. Um, I posted about it on the Facebook group, but I just wanted to say something. When you guys were doing the horror movie whores, um, there was a guy who called in about ATVs and asked you guys questions. Um, and David said that, like, they're a death machine, like those things flip over. So kind of a morbid story, but uh, right after I graduated high school, one of my friends, um, she was going to college out in Idaho, and she was out there, um, like, moving in her stuff um, with her boyfriend, and her family owned, like, a lot of property, and they, her and her boyfriend took an ATV out. She was driving it. He was, like, hanging onto the back, like, standing up, and they hit a rock, and the ATV flipped over and landed on her, and she died. And her boyfriend is completely fine. I literally saw him. Um, I ran into him the other day, which is so funny. But um, so funny, yeah. So <laughs> ATVs are a death trap, and you can, yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Cassidy. Uh, she was 18 when she died. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sorry for the <laughs> Sydney. You fucked up, girl. Oh, anyways, last time it was so funny. <laughs> to call back to oh, oh man here i'm gonna let her finish here <laughs> <Better be. laughs> but um other than that i uh, loved your episode about x it was gross but that was probably one of the best horror pornos 
I've, I've heard on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to fly out to your show of Hereditary <gasps> at Kiggins Theater in June. I'm so excited to meet you guys. Um, yeah, stay cool. Ah, uh, you stay cool, Sydney. You're my favorite. Hey, listen, uh, by the way, if, if y'all are going to come out from far away and, and, uh, and come see, you know, one of these live shows with us, you know, let us know if you want to h- hang out afterwards. We did try and do uh, a little bar. I, I think I, I think I chose the wrong fucking bar <laughs> uh, this last time. Well, there's not many that are open late in Vancouver. There's like two. Yeah, that are but, open. But anyway, minutes. if you if you guys want to like hang out and, and chat after the show, we're totally down. We hang out outside the Kiggins and talk, and then maybe we take it uh, go to the bar somewhere and, and talk. Yeah. Anywho, because we you know if you're gonna come from far away. I want to make sure um, that we we get to know you. And if you don't, you know, if you just want to, if you listen to the show, I want to talk to you. So let that be known. Thanks for calling, Sydney. Here is Josh from Canada again. Hey, guys. Josh from Canada again. (laughs) I just wanted to give you some more feedback on the, you were right, David. It's Yamaha makes the Grizzly, uh, the 700 that I was looking at. Um, And yes, I'm using it for. So this is, this speaking ATVs, this is the original. ATV guy. It was so funny. Josh from Canada. It's so funny. She's here. She's fucking died. <laughs> she's dead now. Your boyfriend's totally fine. Well, not totally fine. He's scarred for life. <laughs> it's so funny. Of course, up here in Canada, uh, we get lots of snow. So I throw a plow on the front of that bad boy and I plow my laneway and uh, my neighbor's laneways and things like that. So it's used for work. Uh, a lot, and we've got a few acres as well, so we use it to maintain that. Uh, but it's also used for play. You know, we've got a couple of trails around, uh, well, a lot of trails around, actually. Um, and you were talking about as far as displacement goes. So I'm looking at the 700. Yeah. Uh, it's going to do about 65 to 75 miles per hour. Wow, now, I'm not going to be going that fast because you're right. Holy crap, death machine, it's like 650 pounds. It falls over on you. Hot damn. But think I mean, for me personally my my experience that i've seen i think dirt bikes are a little more dangerous i only no. say that because growing up uh my buddy and his friend were out they were dirt biking um one behind the other buddy in the lead falls off his helmet flies off his face gets run over by the guy behind him so i watched my friend go through months of reconstructive facial facial surgery because his face got run over by uh, a dirt bike you know um it could just as easily have happened on a four-wheeler and things happen all the time but you know i think safety first and uh yeah i it's uh it's too fucking late i can't get a dirt bike now i already ordered the thing and i'm picking it up on saturday so anyway hope i don't uh you know flip over and kill myself ciao <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, they're all dangerous, you know, they're all dangerous, but uh, I mean, you're bleeding the- over a really important part of this, is which, <laughs> which is, if you're not wearing a fucking helmet, you kind of deserve to get your face fucked up. R- yeah, I, to, to, I have to- no sympathy for these people who get on... No, he said his helmet flew off. Oh, his, well, you got to strap it on. Yeah. I've never heard of a helmet flying off if it's strapped on correctly. I've yeah. literally, I've been in so many dirt bike accidents, never, ever seen a helmet just pop off. Yeah. Two observations. Number one is like, okay, that sounds more like a story for fitting your helmet on, you know, on yeah. your head. Number two is in, what the, if it in had, the, what if it had been an ATV? If it had been an ATV. <laughs> There'd be no facial reconstructive surgery. That would be the mortician reconstructing his skull. Right. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, look, and I'm not like looking to cast shade on ATVs, and they're definitely much more useful in terms of uh, in terms of just utility. They are a utility vehicle. Um, and uh, and can you be a little lighter about your anecdotes? You know, you should really be like, and, I like this. He <laughs> had to have his facial, you know, like months and months of facial reconstruction. It was so funny. Uh, <laughs> I like this super morbid stuff. I like yeah. these uh, these morbid. Hey, whoa! Hey, thanks for calling, Josh. Uh, I really appreciate it, and um, I hope you don't die or anything on your new uh, ATV. Um, and you know, let us know how. Send us a picture with the plow. Put the uh, put a caption on it, Mister Plow, uh, Josh from Canada, or something like that. Share it in the Facebook group. I want to see this thing because it sounds like a big boy. Speaking of big boys, Bryce, we have a very special final caller here. It looks like. Um, this is a really long number. It looks like it may be from a faraway land. Mm. Hey, who's this? Hey, it's your boy, Magnus. <gasps> long time listener, long time rat, rat enthusiast. So, I've been meaning to call for some time. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, to follow up rats. But I think... I think I have maybe something. But first, I want to ask you a question. So, horror movies, you like them, I like them. Do you like, do you especially appreciate, like, holiday-themed horror movies? Oh, no. Easter Bunny, or like the Beaster Bunny, if you will. Krampus, Halloween, of course. But, you know, horror movies associated with... A holiday. I can't get enough of that. But. So, that's the first question. Second, I want to talk about Steven Seagal. Oh, shit. So, there is a movie. I watched it, I don't know, a decade ago. You know when you can rent DVDs? Me and my friends, we got... A little movie called Against the Dark. Against the Dark. It's something about vampires or aliens or... <gasps> There's a Steven Seagal horror aliens. movie? Vampire I don't know. aliens? Steven Seagal didn't like the the vampire part, I think. Or was it a zombie part? I don't know. So, he changed it. He de- He decided that the movie should change halfway through. And I think that's... That could be a perfect follow-up to Rats. Against the Dark. Think about that. I'm reading the synopsis on IMDb. Katana Master Tao leads a special ops squad of ex-military vigilantes on a massacre mission. Their target? Vampires on a post-apocalyptic globe. Tao is the survivor's only hope, and he knows the only cure is execution. Still better than Puppet Master, I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, so that was Magnus. Uh, it's been a long time since we've heard yeah. from Magnus. Yeah, yeah. He, he he lurks around the community in the in the Facebook group a lot, and he's he's definitely still around and he listens. Right. And right. he's got his own film review podcast called to, Film Clubin. Yeah. To be honest, I think he's been pretty aimless after rats it's like it's hard when you, you when you have your opus in yeah, life so early when you achieve your life's dream you know right like what do you do let's not forget magnus 
led the. Uh, it was a, it was a big deal two years ago, a big mm-hmm. hubbub where he made a whole movement that eventually culminated in the patrons forcing us to watch the worst movie we've ever seen, and that that dirty Swede Magnus made us watch yeah. with with the patrons and. Uh, and so that brought you Bats and Rats Night of Terror, both reviews. By accident, we reviewed mm-hmm. Bats, mm-hmm. thinking it was rats, because, you know, no, Bats, Rats, same yeah. thing, flying rats, basically. Yeah. But uh, but Magnus is back, it sounds like. Um, you can check him out on his Swedish-speaking podcast, Fumkluben. Uh And, uh, man, sounds like he's got something brewing. Uh, the SSEC 2 boys tried to get us tried to make a groundswell movement yeah. for us to watch the beast in heat but uh they they failed i uh, gotta no. tell you if you're looking for a campaign manager magnus is your man yeah that's like, not a can, joke he can make shit happen he's very handsome yeah he's good looking yeah it helps to be good um, looking. and his question about uh holiday horror movies i gotta say we've we've covered a lot of them most of the christmas ones at this point and I got to say, some of the better horror movies are Christmas horror movies, like that we've reviewed. I you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You yeah, better watch. you better watch out. Was great. Silent Night, Deadly Night is still one of my favorite movies oh, yeah. we've ever watched. Yeah, still holds up. I watch it again this this Christmas, and I'm like, oh man, it's so good. It's so good. Just tonally perfect. It's one of those where it's a touchstone of like this is what you can do, right? If you, like, lock into just a weird tone and energy, you could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Magnus, thanks for calling in. I'm uh, waiting for your new, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know I what you Steve- got, what you got ready in the, in, in ready for us. But uh, well, the sh- Steven Seagal one is what he's talking about. Show us what you got. I guess it, it sounds like he's toying with some some ideas. You know, it sounds like he's he got a few things rolling around in his head. Um, those fucking, I'm so irritated that there's just a whole country of good looking, intelligent people. Isn't that fucking irritating to you? Um, look at you. Look at me. Like, what is? Well, how how is that fair? Then you look at Magnus and you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, buddy, right. Man, fuck you, Magnus. Get out of here with your fucking 20-digit long number. Keep your name out my mouth, son. Okay, with that, thank you guys so much for joining us for our Puppet Master review. Remember, uh, we got the Kiggins Cult of Horror coming up with the Burbs, April 22nd. We got The Fly in May, at the uh, last Friday in May, and you got Hereditary last Friday in June. So... Buy some tickets at Kiggins Theater, spelled R-E dot com, and uh, get those pre-sale tickets because those help our heads, um, you know, uh, get prepared for good shows. And, um, you know, uh, share the podcast with a friend. It helps us grow. And if you'd like to support us, you can do so most directly by joining Patreon, getting an ad-free version of the podcast over there, and access to a whole couple of years' worth of afterpods that we record after every show. We're going to record one right now. Bryce, I'm going to play us out. I'm Wait, gonna... let's, uh, let's thank our new patrons. Oh, yeah. Let's, while, while we're at it. Let's indeed. So, yeah, I mean, we had a, we're had we having a pretty good month. Really? Windfall week. This month. Um, yeah. 
Lots of people have been coming through, hopping on that 666 uh, tier, and also the $5 tier have been popular, but bigger tiers as well. Yeah, so we've, um, I don't know where we left off last time, but we can go back to, yeah, Anasaurus is back, um, Winston K came back, I think, I think he was there, uh, Fat and Moody, Mitch B, uh, Leroy G up to his patronage, oh yeah, he was the one that asked, like, do I have to pay six dollars and 66 cents yeah. he's like i don't believe in catholicism anymore but but just to be safe just be just safe. hedging my bets here so for your information if you want if you don't want to pay a version of 666 you can always add like a cent yeah. more you just pick pick the or 20 dollars more you can do yeah. that too uh james j um and adam f thank you so much for becoming patrons it helps out um and again you know if you're uh don't like the commercials like this is the easiest way to get rid of them that's right and with that we'll see you guys next week we love you bye How's it really good? My ancestors taught me. I'm a horn. Did I just get? You scared it. What do you like best about listening to somebody scat? I mean, it's just like, I just feel it in me.